Good morning. It is February 21st, 2024, and it's another episode of Insurance Questions Podcast. I'm Eddie Buffalo, and I have a guest today in my office. Who are you? Sarah McHedgen with McHedgen Advisory Services. What are you doing here? I don't know your money. Are you sure about that? Ah, you know, it happens, but I don't think so. I'll have to get my ledger here. Nope, I don't owe you nothing. Nothing. See, I think you owe me a million dollars. I'm just saying. Wait, what are you, my youngest daughter, Katie? Hell yeah. It's like she wants a million dollars all the time. We're in cahoots together. In fact, I'm going to show you something really funny that Katie gave me. I want you to read my money clip. For the money my wonderful youngest daughter hasn't taken. So I need to add a part of what is owed to Sarah McCutcheon. There's no room on that. Oh, I will make room. So, what what do you do for a living, Sarah? Are you a bill collector or something? Oh, no. No, no, no. Right. Those are not fun people. Um, I, I used to be a bill collector. I'm fabulously fun. I know a few. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so, I do bookkeeping, controller, CFM services, and tax work. And I'm one of the few who make it fun. True, true. And you love it when people text you, right? Yes. Um, we do have text capabilities on our work phones. Um, email is better. Email so you just want people to text you 24-7? Oh, my God. What's Stop. your cell phone number? 469-251-4119. Same number on the business line. That ain't the number me. you gave me. Only special peeps get the cell phone. So why do you have time to do this? Isn't it tax season for you guys? It is tax season. I have an amazing staff with me um, who value my clients and love hearing their stories as much as I do, which gives me the flexibility to do networking, meet with new clients, and have fun on a podcast. So you do, can people actually come and visit you? Do you have a brick and mortar? Are you working on your house? What are you doing? So I work on my house, but I have some co uh, common desks, the networking share spaces where I can go meet with some clients in person. Um, we were trying to, with COVID, build a remote virtual um, kind of establishment, but there's a lot of people who want to see face-to-face. -face. So when you're dealing with tax work, you're dealing with private information, um, a lot of people want to see the person and I get who it. they are. Um, so, yeah. The funniest thing for me is that I've been in insurance world for a bit, and if I get a new person and I start training them, they're like, you go to their houses? And I go, back in the day, I've had so many deals that have been made at kitchen tables, oh, yeah. dining room tables, coffee tables, and they're like, why? I'm like, well, it was a whole different world before COVID hit. And, and it's funny because when I first started, uh, my first boss, um, he said, why are you on the phone all the time? You're never going to sell insurance remote. <laughs> Boy, was he wrong. Why was he wrong? <laughs> and that works out. I mean, it's, it's different. It's like it's when you're in person for virtual. And I mean, there are times where I go to some people's houses. I have some clients uh, that they just can't get out of the house and come see me. And they're not comfortable with technology. Where do most of your customers come from? How far do you go? Um, so they're all over the place. Um, I have some clients in Georgia. I have some oh. in Arizona, New Mexico. They're the ones more comfortable with either mailing me their documents or uh, scanning them and uploading them to the client portal that we have. Very good. 
Um, so I gave you some homework yesterday. Yeah. Now, don't be like Billy Shane and not have anything ready for me. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Billy. I know you're watching. <laughs> um, what do you got? Okay, so not to say that I'm horrible with insurance because that's not my deal, but let's pretend you have someone who comes to you who's married with children, um, typically only had insurance through their employer, whether okay. health insurance, the life insurance, the company pays. What would be your recommendation to ensure that they're safe and set up for the worst that can happen? Well, what I usually look at, and I, I tell people right away, and I'm not asking you these questions to be nosy. It just helps me get in my head the right way to go for you. Mm -hmm. Number one, I you know I want to know how their health is because if the health is crummy, they're going to get rated, and maybe insurance isn't the right thing for them. Mm -hmm. uh, if they have children under 18, we definitely want to get insurance for the kids. Got to find if both partners work. If both partners work. That's one thing to look at. And another thing to look at is if you own a home, how much is left on that mortgage? Because, okay. I mean, I've talked about this a little bit in the past, but if your mortgage is predicated on two incomes and you lose that one income, not only do you have to grieve the person you lost, but you have to worry about how am I going to live where I'm living? How am I going to put money on the table? So what I'll try to do is lease get coverage where it's gonna pay off that mortgage. Mm -hmm. If you do not have a mortgage, I wanna see how much you make. And don't lie, because you're only hurting the one you're leaving behind. Because you wanna make sure that whatever income you're losing, you wanna do at least three years worth. Because the worst thing is having to run back oh, yeah. to uh, work after someone that, he, I mean, nobody expects that person to die. Even if they have cancer or something where it, it's a very fatal thing, you, you never think about it until it happens. Uh-huh. And, and that reality is something that we've seen with tax returns and stuff as well. Um, something we branched off and are starting to do is daily money management mm. because we've run across people where the spouse died. Well, the spouse paid all the bills. The spouse handled the tax returns. The spouse did everything. And they're pretty much in a space of they don't know what to do. And so we offer those services to help make sure that they can grieve, but things are also still getting done. So, yeah. You know, you bring up a good point. And I don't know if it, it, it's just the generational thing, it seems to be, but my mom and dad, probably your mom and dad, one person took care of the bills. Mm -hmm. So I'm going back hmm, a long time ago that, um, before I was in the insurance world, I worked in collection agencies. Mm -hmm. So when I started, I'm like, give me all your late payers and I'm going to call them because I didn't, I was learning, right. you know, and I called this one lady and I'm like, hi, ma'am, um, is your husband in blah, blah, blah. I go, you know, he's been had a uh, policy with us since 1972 and three months ago, he stopped paying. What's going on? She goes, well, honey, he died. And I'm like, why didn't you call us? She goes, why would I call you guys? She had no idea that this gentleman had insurance. And I walked into her house with a check for $360,000. That is awesome. So she started crying. She's hugging me. You know, give me a kiss on the cheek. And I go, don't cry. Because not only did he take care of you when you guys were together, he's still taking care of you. Mm-hmm. 
and she ended up becoming a client for many, many years. That's awesome. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. All right. Um, 1099 taxable events. Has anyone come to you mm -hmm. with an insurance taxable event? Not at this time. Um, I do with my employees. The re I love my employees. Because um, they, if I don't know, they will probably know. So I could easily ask them that question. Because I'm going to pick your brain on this because it's something that I, I tripped me up in the beginning of my career because my boss didn't know it was taxable events. So, unfortunately, I became a liar without even knowing it. Very easy to do. So, this organization I was with, the gentleman had a lot of small policies. Mm -hmm. And they had them forever. So, I mean, the policy was like maybe $2,500, but because of the dividends they made, you're looking at like ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 in each policy. Yes. So, back in New York, under the 1035 exchange, we could take all of those policies and do a one pay. And that way you have all this coverage mm -hmm. and you never have another bill and you keep on still on making dividends on it. What we weren't aware of is that if you're, you're taking a bunch of policies and there's a loan on one of them, mm -hmm. the second you make that transfer into a 1035 um, event, that loan becomes income. Oh, yes. Yes. So mm -hmm. there's no way to avoid this, I'm guessing. No. Um, so funny story, when they were talking about the student loan forgiveness, um, I was doing teaching classes for introductory accounting classes mm -hmm. online. Um, and all the kids are like, oh, yeah, this is great. No, no. I, no, no. Because if you forgive in, any kind of loan, you're supposed to report it to income. So if you loan your brother, sister, whoever, money, yeah. and you forgive that loan, you're supposed to tell the IRS and they pay taxes on that as well. Now, will you? Not going to suggest not to because that's technically evading taxes, but yeah, it's, it's a whole slew of issues. Um, but what you can do is with student loans, it has to be written in law if they ever forgive them that it's mm -hmm. not taxable income. So that was something I was always waiting to come out of. If it's not taxable, that's fantastic. Does it erode the degree that you got with the tax uh, with that because it's forgiven now? There were so many nuances that a lot of people were overlooking. That's important. I mean, do you want to go to school for four years and not have a degree because it was forgiven? No. Do you want to take that fifty, hundred thousand dollars, roll it into income that you don't even have because they didn't write it correctly? No. Yeah, there's total nuances in taxes. Okay, let me ask you this. I, I know the answer for New York State, but I'm still quite new to Texas. Um, mom or dad's in a nursing home. Mm -hmm. They're trying to hide money. What's the look don't back on it? Hide it. Well, it's. <laughs> Well, that's why you're the person that you are, and that's why I'm Eddie Buffalo. Right, exactly. All right, that's why I'm asking. I don't know. But you don't record it either. If you're gonna say that. Well, okay. Hypothetically. Well, well, I think you know we were talking about what her name should be if she's gonna become an influencer in her field, and I think Sassy Sarah is pretty good. Double S, yes. Sassy Sarah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you don't make your name. 
It just well, I'm going to steal it, so there you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. I like the high five. You do we people do that anymore? Yeah. We go bump it up, man. Bump it out. Oh, you go oh, blow you it up? Too? Blow it up? Well, my oh, granddaughter, I do. She does that. You know? Y'all need to make him more interesting. Oh, y'all, y'all gotta do that right there. I, I know, right? So that's why I'm Eddie Buffalo. My real name is Eddie Bednarz. And when I first moved here, the Texans like. How you say that name? And I go, it's easy. You got an Ed, Eddie. You got a bed, and you got a Nars. Bed Nars. Eddie Bed Nars. Where are y'all from? I go, Buffalo, New York. Hey, oh, you're Eddie Buffalo now. And it stuck. Well, there you go. So everybody likes it except me. But like I said, you can't pick your You totally can't pick it. You just got to push it out there. I remember a guy, they start naming himself. And I'm like, you can't do that. It's just... You so like anytime I go see somebody or mention my name and I know they have to notate it, Sarah with an H. 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 Why with an H? Because I'm not boring like the normal Sarahs without it. I'm just the H gives you that special zing. You're like my daughter Catherine. How do you think that's spelled? Give it a shot. Hopefully with a T. R Y N. That's not for her. I did not. My ex-wife. Your fault, Kristen. I had nothing to do with it. You know the worst part, because I have two kids. One just turned 18, but it's Jasmine, like the flower. Mm. And apparently it can be Reunion spelled. Fan. No, Come no, no, on. no. Come on. No, no, no. Can't um, sing it because YouTube will knock us off. So you can't sing I that mean, song. I could sing it completely no, no, off key no, like no, I do no, with no. messing with my children. Nope, they'll get rid of it. Let me read for the heartbeat. That's insane. So, why did you have time to do this today? What do you got the rest of the day? Uh, tax returns. This is a great breakup yeah. of my day. Because um, I've already met with some clients early this morning. So, I, I block off my calendar. Um, if I know I'm going to have a slower time in the morning, I'll throw some tax returns in there and knock out some quick ones. Um, if I know it's... I need to focus, and it's going to take a few hours. If there are larger returns, I put them in the afternoon and block off that time. Now, let me ask you, I, I've asked people this before. Um, what do you think about networking groups? So, I used to hate them. Um, I used to be a really big introvert, and then COVID happened, and I'm more out of my shell now. Um, networking groups are awesome. I hated... One that I went to, I went for like a year before I started getting, seeing any benefits from it. Yeah. Um, but that's, again, I just, I'm not the type of person to walk into a room and start introducing myself and talk to people. I'm, I just have to Are you kidding me? I know, you wouldn't know so that now. So uh, no, you can ask, ask my employees. Yes, we, we actually have an audience today. We do, and I forgot that we haven't announced it. Um, Go ahead. So I have my amazing bookkeeper, Robin, here. She's in the corner. She just waits. Nobody puts Robin <laughs> in the corner. You did. I did. So I don't want to hear nothing about that. Um, Is yeah. it like a Santa Claus chair you're in? Doesn't it look like it? Come on, Robin. Let's hear you go. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's pretty oh, good. Come on. You didn't that's do the good. Elvis impersonation with the oh. ho, ho, ho. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Yeah. This is the first time we've had a live audience. That's pretty amazing. Yes. 
I, well, that's what I do is I travel with an audience. Um, yeah, so. Anything else you want to talk about today, woman? I want to know how do people get a hold of you? What's your email address? Uh, best email to send to is info at McCutcheonAdvisory.com. Um, that's one that I check, my admin checks, just to make sure nothing slips through the cracks in case I'm out and about. Uh, you can also go to our website, McCutcheonAdvisory.com, um, and schedule an appointment. It's linked to my on calendar. It's on the interweb. So if you don't like technology, you can also give us a phone call. Um, although during tax season, the phone calls go straight to voicemail in case I'm in a client meeting or doing tax returns so I can focus. And when people want to text you, what's your phone number again? 469-251-4119. Unless you want to aggravate her, you know? I'm going to go. You can. In fact, let's do this, okay? Everybody that's listening, blow up her phone. Just text her saying, hey, Sassy Sarah. What's up, girl? Yeah. You guys spell girl, though, G-U-R-L, just so you know. Because we're pretty hip here at Eddie Buffalo's. Hip, hip with it? Yeah. Insurance podcast. Oh, I know what I wanted you to do. Get your phone up. Perfect. So tomorrow it's going to be three weeks since we uh, started our new website www.ebiagency.com and I want you to pull it up in real time and tell me what you think of it. Be brutally honest. I want to know what you like and what you don't like. You want me to do that southern sugar coating? That's what we do. Bless your heart. Exactly. I don't want to hear any of that. That is fantastic. Robin, get off your phone. You've got to pay attention to us. Oh, she's doing it too. Also, we'll have two people talking about it. I especially want you girls to go to um, shop online and tell me what you think about it. I was just about to do that. I'm looking at everything else. It's awesome. Great website. Don't suck up. you got to find something. I mean, you already have me on the podcast. I don't have to suck up. <laughs> true, true, true story. Yes. And I just want you all to know that Sassy Sarah is a member of Bill's Mafia. She loves the Buffalo Bills. And she's all set for the Buffalo Bills to beat the Dallas Cowboys in next year's Super Bowl in New Orleans. Is that what you told me? Hold on. So, so here's the thing. I grew up watching sports. I don't have a designation to a specific team. Um, I will say... As a kid, when the Cowboys won all the Super Bowls and then they stopped going to practices and stuff, I actually started to dislike them heavily. And you will never hear me say go Cowboys, um, unless I'm explaining why I do not like them. So I don't care who beats the Cowboys, everyone needs to beat the Cowboys. I got to tell you. At least good enough for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to tell you a funny story. So one of the gyms I go to, um, there is a retired Dallas Cowboy there and I harass him. Every time I see him. And yesterday I couldn't go to the gym early because we had our early meeting. Mm -hmm. And so I went in the afternoon and he happened to be there and I was leaving before him. And I'm like, hey, where do you want me to put that paperwork? So I, well, Eddie, I go, the paperwork you wanted the last time we talked. He goes, what are you talking about? I go, you know, the membership to become a member of Bill's Mafia. He goes, oh, just put it over there. All right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I wasn't going to say much to that man because he could probably eat me. Right. 
You gotta be careful with that. Right? Okay, so only a few things. Shoot. That's a little blurry. That's just a pet peeve. I think that's your phone. Exactly. Robin, what did you you like it? And then the shop online request for more information, yeah. I would put that underneath the shop and apply. Oh, very good. <laughs> Other than that, it looks good. So watch our podcast. Like unfortunately, like Sharon said. Go on, it's great to use that website because you don't have to talk to anybody. That is a plus. I'm just I'm just saying. So the the thing with insurance that I dislike is you give your number and it's like I just want to quote. Like if I'm ready, I will call somebody or talk with somebody or set an appointment. And you give your number and then you have like 20 different people calling you and it's like I have story. That's what really attracted me to making this website. I kind of, like, in the back of my mind, I wanted to be the Amazon of insurance. Mm -hmm. And it's available 24-7. So if you can't sleep and you want to get a quote for yourself, you can get a quote and even get the insurance all in one shot. Something that might be beneficial is you can add, if you want me to text and put your number. Remember, everyone, text Sassy Sarah today. I mean, you can. Blow it up. Blow it up. It goes to the business line so I can have boundaries and work-life balance. Who is that sexy woman on your answer machine? So that is the phone people have an AI answering person, so I don't have to record. It's and a robot? It's a robot. And I get to type what I want her to say. You could do a guy, but... You could do a guy, You could do a guy. But since I'm a woman... That's why she's sassy Sarah. And, you know... Bless your heart, Robin, are we done? I don't know. Are you done? I don't know. Are you done? I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I know, right? So thank you very much for being here today. Robin, thank you for being our first uh, audience, which is kind of interesting. Thank you. And uh, now you need to open it up for more people, for your fans to come. I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. So um, I want to thank you for being here, and uh, we're going to get off this thing, and we're going to go on to our post-game show, which everybody seems to really, really enjoy. So everybody, like I said before, I kind of lost my way with Billy Sheen yesterday that we're normal people. If you like our interaction, you see we're normal people just like you. You want to work with somebody that's just like you? That's what you can do. You can blow up her phone. And go to the website. I'm so fancy with this, right? Oh, yeah. Eventually, I'll figure out how to do it on, on the thing. What, what are you squinting at over there, Robin? Oh, yeah. She What's wrong with my handwriting? She has beautiful handwriting. Fine. <laughs> it's sketchy. All right. All right. All right. All right. We're done. So, see you on the next episode, everybody. Say goodbye. Bye. Say goodbye, Robin. Bye. I will never, never ever bring her again. All right? Never. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. Take care, everybody. Stay safe.